Hello, my name is Helen Gavin. I'm the manager of the Marius project, which is looking at drought and water scarcity issues in the UK. I'm here with Eric Sarmiento, who's one of the researchers on the project, and he's going to be giving us a little introduction to the work he's doing. So, Eric, over to you. Okay, yeah, this is Eric Sarmiento. I'm a member of the human geography team on the Marius project. Um, for which I'm doing a few different specific activities. Um, I'll talk a little bit first about the kind of approach within the social sciences that we're taking on the human geography team, and then I'll um, briefly walk through a couple of the case studies that we're doing on the project and then talk about the um, environmental competency group method that we're using, and then outline briefly some of the kind of key themes that we're exploring and what we might call at this point sort of early findings of the social science work on Marius. So um, in terms of the kind of framework that we're bringing, I, I would call it a kind of critical reflexive approach to the research. And by, by critical, I mean basically that um, it's sort of a fundamental assumption of our approach that um, to really understand water resources and drought risk and water scarcity, we need to um, sort of always have at least one eye towards questions of power and politics, social power that is, and politics. So that's kind of the critical side. And then the reflexive side is that we kind of operate from perspectives that um, assume that the researchers, that we ourselves as Marius researchers, are kind of um, part of the phenomenon that we're studying rather than standing outside of it and observing it. And I should add there that that kind of goes not just for us as social scientists, but for all of the scientists um, and experts on the project. So that's kind of the reflexive side. Um, to that, I'll just add that we um, are really drawing primarily, I guess I would say, on science and technology studies research um, in our approach to the, to the Marius project. So by that, I mean that we think of ourselves and our colleagues on Marius as um, sort of a social group that should be studied like any other social group out there. And that studying us ourselves as a social group is a kind of um, important part of understanding how knowledge about drought and water scarcity is produced and how it's kind of implicated in the politics of um, water issues. So that's a bit about the kind of perspective that we're bringing to the work. So Eric, can you give an insight into the specific activities that you've been undertaking with your research? As far as the specifics of what we're doing in the field, um, I've been doing a couple of case studies, first of all, of um, what we think of as sort of socio-cultural perceptions of drought and water scarcity issues in the UK. Um, one of those case studies is in the River Lee in East London and the other is in the River Kennet, uh, primarily in Wiltshire, the part in Wiltshire. We're kind of looking at the Upper Kennet there. And in those case studies, we're doing um, qualitative research. So I'm doing a lot of interviews with various uh, local informants, ranging from members of kind of river-oriented environmental organizations to river keepers, estate managers, farmers, uh, people that live along the river. Um, or rivers, I should say, so boat dwellers, people who have the river running through their back garden or whatever. Um, so interviewing, doing semi-structured interviews with a wide range of people in both case studies, um, some participant observation at things like um, 
mm, educational events run by these uh, environmental charities. Um, I actually lived on a narrow boat for a short spell uh, in the River Lee, things like that to sort of do, um, I guess you might think of it as a kind of ethnography light in the sense that um, I'm not really fully living and embedded in these places, but I'm trying to get as much of a kind of uh, ethnographic feel as possible um, within the constraints of the project. And really what we're trying to explore through those interviews and participant observation and also some archival work is really to get a feel for the kind of the way that people sort of perceive drought risk and water scarcity um, and um, to understand a bit better about the kind of value systems that people sort of bring to those issues. And conversely, I guess, we're also interested in how um, drought and water issues kind of play a part in shaping cultural values and politics. Can you tell us what you've been doing with regard to the environmental competency groups? We're using a public engagement method that's called an, uh, an environmental competency group which was initially developed by my colleagues Sarah Watmore and Katerina Landstrom, who are the other members of the human geography team on Marius. They developed this competency group method for um, work that they did on flood risk in the UK. And this is um, you know, one of several types of public engagement methods that are out there. Um, this one is a bit different from other methods in a few ways. I'll just touch on a couple here. It's um, First of all, it's a kind of longitudinal method. So in the River Kennet, we're doing a competency group that runs over the course of a year. It brings together um, members of the local publics along with the natural and social scientists, some of the natural and social scientists from the Marius project in a collaborative um, group that meets over the course of the year, like I said. So um, the idea here, one of the fundamental kind of um, starting points for the group is that this is not about sort of transferring expert knowledge to local people in hopes of changing their behavior or educating them in some way per se. And it's not also about kind of extracting local knowledge and trying to incorporate it into um, drought management or something per se. Um, instead, it's about explicitly trying to put different kinds of knowledge and expertise on equal footing. So assuming that someone like a river keeper, for example, um, that their knowledge, which is very different from formal scientific knowledge, um, but nevertheless is uh, equally valid and has as much to contribute. So what happens, basically, this is an experiment. Um, and the question really is what happens when you bring together these different kinds of knowledge, people with different kinds of knowledge, different ways of working, different methods, different objects that they work with. Um, you treat those knowledges um, sort of on, you, you view them as on par with one another and you try to co-produce knowledge about the issue, in this case drought and water scarcity in the River Kennet catchment. Um, so it really is a process of co-producing knowledge rather than transmitting knowledge from one side to the other. Uh, another thing that makes it distinct is that we rely heavily on sort of uh, practice-based methods, sort of um, material and kind of embodied knowledges and objects play very big roles, including um, modeling models themselves, hydrologic models, water qual quality models, and so on. Uh, and the idea there is that um, bringing these models in 
and actually having the modelers kind of explain to the local members how the models work, the kinds of data that go into them, um, what the models can and can't do, what kinds of questions can and can't be asked. Um, and then sort of, uh, you know, after that primer on modeling, the idea is to let local folks then kind of participate in modeling and using the models, asking the questions that they're interested in asking, which may or may not be very different questions from those that, um, you know, someone at a consulting firm or at a university research project might think to ask. It's very much an open-ended method. We don't really have a kind of set goal as in terms of outputs. Um, the goal really is to experiment with ways of sort of doing science and hopefully doing policy making differently. Is now a good time to be doing this kind of research? In the context of devolution and austerity that environmental management is now operating within, uh, that we are all operating within in many ways, it seems uh, very timely, I think, to be experimenting with methods for kind of um, producing scientific knowledge that can inform policy at very local levels. So that's really what the competency group is about. It's an experiment, really, um, in, the, in the true sense of the word. That said, we do hope that it generates some useful findings for dealing with uh, drought and water scarcity issues. Eric, can you share any early findings with the listeners to this podcast? So yeah, just briefly to kind of highlight a couple of things that are that we're looking at and we're continuing to explore. Um, first of all, one thing that we're getting a strong sense of from various local folks is that drought risk is um, is a concern for many people, but it's really um, sort of sub concern, if you will, of a much uh, broader and deeper set of concerns about water resource issues. So in that sense. Um, in the terms of Marius, it seems that drought for many local folks is um, uh, kind of sub-concern to um, water scarcity. So by water resource issues and concerns, I mean questions of water distribution, questions about um, private ownership, privatization versus water as a kind of common good um, or common property. And then some questions about the scale at which um, policy making for water resources happens. Um, management decision happens, and for that matter, modeling and the science of uh, and, uh, water management happens. The scale there is a key concern for a lot of people. Um, another thing that we're developing is the concept of hydro-social spaces. This is drawn from um, work in human geography as well as um, hydrology and engineering efforts to think about nature and society as sort of hybrids in some way, um, and that, you know, to approach water the hydrologic system as a kind of cycle, as a thing that's inextricable from society, analytically at least. So that's the hydrosocial part, and the spaces part is thinking about um, rivers and groundwater hydrology and whatnot as um, uh, kind of, again, integrated spaces. So the space around these rivers that we're working in is just as important as the water that flows through the river or the river ecology. The, the way these rivers are woven into landscapes in East London and rural, ostensibly rural Wiltshire is uh, important for understanding how people think about water and the cultural values associated with it. So that's a basic overview of what we're doing and the kind of key things that are emerging so far. Uh, well, thank you very much, Eric, um, and thank you to those who have been listening to this podcast. Goodbye. Thanks very much for listening.